Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's show, I was delighted to speak with hashtag notice this tree campaigners, Laurie Joe and Katie McGann, who is also the director of the Happy Man Tree documentary, which we are screening across a select few picture houses as part of our environmental green screen strand. The screenings are slightly different to our normal green screen format, and I will let Laurie Joe and Katie explain all. I have lived on the Woodbury Down estate for 62 years. My boys grew up here and um, they went to the local school and of course the tree is part of our history. It's brought the community together. So many people have voted and people have stopped by and signed the petitions. It's been a wonderful coming together and I would like to see that continue. Welcome director of the Happy Man Tree, Katie McGann, and Laurie Joe, who is one of the organisers of the campaign around the Happy Man Tree documentary. Uh, welcome to the Picture House podcast. It's lovely to see you both. Thanks Thank for having you. us. This is a very unusual situation, isn't it, where we, we have the Picture House green screen and we're going to be doing a tour with a whole new initiative. So before I invite Katie to talk about the Happy Man Tree, Laurie Jo, I'm going to ask you to tell our listeners what this is all about, what's what's going on, starting with cool. Finsbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we first met with uh, an intention of, I suppose, what to do next after the Happy Man Tree campaign finished. And there was a big gap but then this fantastic film came out and there was this sort of energy that got brought up around the film and the campaign and the feelings that had, you know, been, been experienced during that time. And there was sort of a call for something more to happen that you, we have this we have this product, we have this wonderful thing. And now, now what do we do with it? Could you quickly explain what the Happy Man Tree campaign was? Yeah, of course. So the Happy Man Tree campaign was a campaign to save a 150-year-old plane tree at the top of Lordship Road, which is actually the road that I grew up on. And it started with Kay and Pete, who decided they found out that it was going to be due to be felled. And they, due to a kind of a, quite a extensive redevelopment project. So the way that they sort of tried to manage that was that they just turned up at the tree every day. And that was the way that they decided to start their campaign to let people know that it was going to be taken down. That that was the decision that had been made as part of the development. And as they turned up, they turned up every day for half an hour and that was what they did. And then they started to create signs and they started to, as they started to create signs, more people came along and more people joined and suddenly it took on a life of its own. And it became this huge campaign that really was about a kind of grassroots community getting behind a development that they didn't really have much say or control over, but they could have some say over this tree. And that was kind of what it became about, really. It got, it became so kind of successful as a campaign and, and to, no, to no means of because it was brilliantly organised or had the best campaign line or anything like that. It was more because just really people really believed in it. And it became a sort of, the tree itself became a real object of defiance of, I'm, I'm going to stop now. This is enough, like enough is enough. 
And to that point, it then became so successful that it, it got the Tree of the Year by the Woodland Parks Trust. And that was a big turning point. And it became a sort of national campaign in lots of ways, really. It was on news, it was in newspapers, MPs were talking about it, the Labour Party were talking about it. And it was all really, it, so it became a really big symbol. And I think for communities, desire to kind of have some kind of control over the way that they were going to live their lives and the way that their community was being considered or intervened, you know, intervened with. Would you say anything else, Katie, on that? Would you? I might have to go and get a thing. But yeah, I think the, the other thing about it is scores of old trees had already been felled all around the state and they'd watch tree after tree come down. People started seeing their streets and even like the existing green spaces being denuded of these sort of mature trees. So people were starting to notice, but because this tree was so magnificent, towering buildings, towering all the other trees, and it was on the pavement, it wasn't on a site that they were going to build a block of flats on. It was, it was, you know, people passed it on the school run, you know, it was on a busy mm -hmm. And also there's a massive dual carriageway just a few feet up. So people could see that it provided shade. It, you know, it was it was pretty monumental and it was a street tree. It wasn't tucked away somewhere in a nice park. It was just there in the middle of this concrete <laughs> environment. It did, it did have its own name, didn't it? Which is very unusual. It actually was called the Happy Man Tree. It didn't, I don't think it initially did. I think the campaign gave it that name. Is oh, that okay. Katie? Because it basically it stood outside um, the Happy Man pub which had been a pub at the centre of this development for decades and decades and was a real kind of central part of the community. And it's directly outside that. So I think when we went to see it initially, it just, it just it, you'd see the tree and then you'd see the tree, the happy man. And I think for the campaign, I think it was also this kind of slightly ironic <laughs> statement around this, tr this tree, you know, symbolising the happy man, but actually, you know, it being, it potentially being destroyed was the kind of, it had it, it that was at the core so I think that's how it, yeah that's how it's got its name <laughs> and tell me about this hashtag notice this tree and intervention number one and onwards <laughs> yeah where did that all come from so my background's in performance art and in kind of curation um, of performance and I, I sort of entered into this project with Katie as the director and Kane Pete as the kind of campaigners and driver of the next phase of what, what do we want to do. And a big kind of question that came up was whenever that for me, whenever there's a move towards making art, often I find that that means it's it's a desire to connect, a desire to hold space for feeling something <laughs> that you might find difficult to feel, or it might be a a desire for a collective experience you know so I got brought in because they was a kind of not quite sure what the next bit might look like once we have this film made and there was kind of talks of putting the film in a in a in a, in a warehouse and having an exhibition and things like that and we sort of slowly came around to the realization that actually it it, it had to be a project that it's very hard had the essence of the campaign in it as well and the campaign was community-based <laughs> It was, it was completely open. Anybody and everybody could join into the county. There was no hierarchy. There was no social kind of constructs going on, none of that. And for me, having come from art training for many years, 
all of that does exist in the art world you know there is a boundary to going into a gallery you lose people by doing that you lose people by calling it an art exhibition you lose people by calling it performance you know people go oh, no i'm not into performance actually but i am into whether that tree is gonna fall down or come down so i think for me it was about how can you create the structure of things which is core and key to the methodologies and the uh, and the heart of the campaign and, and keep it as open as possible, whilst also creating something that borrows from all the wonderful parts of the art, performance and theatre world, there is more, it, which is simply really about how intentional can we be here? What is our intention? And being really clear about that. So it's not quite, you know, because we're not actively at the moment, then the intervention part is, is really about what next and how do we want to live? It's not necessarily about the kind of, desires to save a very specific campaign the happy man tree was very much about that so it's a bit more about this kind of systemic approach in lots of ways so we wanted it to be intentional and a, lot, a big part of my role was to come and continues to be a kind of curator role really in the sense where I'm coming in and going what do you want to make people feel what's the outcome of this and and sort of directing the best way to be able to do that whilst whilst keeping the kind of I suppose kind of activism really and 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 the feelings of loss uh, um as as key um, inspiration for it let's go somewhere new see worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars inspiration comes when we feel something new that's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. So what people can expect when they go to the cinema, or and it's not just at Picture House, but uh, we're, we're mm. planning Picture House today, but they'll go in and there'll be some speakers to start off the event. Is that right? Yeah, so we've, we've designed it as a series of invitations. So... There are a few different parts to it, which will all be on the website. So, but the way that we sort of described it, the way that we've um, structured it is, we wanted to really talk about what the experience of showing up or doing a campaign like the Happy Man Tree feels like. And it's it's complex and it's difficult and it's hard work. Like there's a kind of this on that, you know, they've done this all their lives or it's really easy to do it. And, you know, it took a lot for KMP to, to begin the campaign. It took a lot of people to just turn up every day and try and protect this tree. So we really wanted to kind of have a part of this, which was about showing up. Like, what does it mean to show up and inviting people to show up with us? So the first part of it is, is about showing up within, uh, asking people to walk from a tree that they love, <laughs> that they are that, that is at risk potentially and and meet us at the cinema so there's what's nice about this is it's an invitation to not just come see the film but to maybe think about and behave perform <laughs> in different ways that get you to get you to this to a collective space which is the screening in a particular mindset so the first part is about showing up so it's about walking to intentionally walking to this to the cinema where you will then have people who will also have walked there and who want to tell their stories about other campaigns that they may be actively in or maybe are uh, about to start. <laughs> and that could be anything. That could be a poem that they've you know, wrote, written about the campaign. That could be minutes from a meeting with the council that they lost or whatever it is, but it's a way of bringing storytelling right into the heart of the piece. So the first phase is showing up. The second phase is really about stories and connecting about storytelling. 
And then the third part really is where we kind of go into the cinema, but there's a part before that, which Katie can probably speak a bit more to this, but it's, it's about a kind of the creative part of activism or really about making. So we wanted to kind of create a space where we could collectively make something over the course of the interventions. So there's gonna be 12, I think that's right, <laughs> or there might be more. And each time we wanted to invite people to bring something to add to a tapestry that then gets built or made in this sort of collective, create creating something. Because there's so much creativity in making and activism in the, in the banners and signs and, the, and, the, and you'll see there's a whole archive of things that got made in and around the Happy Man Tree, which were beautiful pieces of work, really. And then you hear our story. So our story is, Katie, I'll, I'll let you talk about this really, but the, the our story bit is, is, is about the film, but also about um, a sound piece that Katie's going to um, talk to. But. I'm so excited about it. And I'm so excited about the amount of thought and time that's gone into putting this event on for you all. Yeah. So Katie, come in and tell us what you're going to be doing at the, at the intervention and what that means for you. And then we'll talk a bit about the documentary is quite a major part of the event as mm. well. Okay, so I suppose there's lots of elements of the film and the making of the film and the distribution of the film that doesn't really have a, a beginning, a middle and an end, if you like. You know, the film is about my interest in nature, my interest in trees. Uh, I'm still part of other, other campaigns. So we just wanted to reflect that this film sits kind of within a sort of community and kind of general activism it's just sort of an element and it's designed to bring people together and to reflect and discuss as Laurie beautifully put you know just think about how how we should be living now and in the future you know activism and filmmaking can be very lonely <laughs> and, uh, and I think it's really nice when you know the, th the thing about film when it's finished <laughs> and, and activism, it, it brings people together and you sort of feel less lonely so because uh, we're seeing this, you know, this beautiful tour ar around UK cinemas, we thought it'd be nice to bring those elements of community and activism and craftivism, if that's not an awful word, with us. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like the, the making side of things, we've kept all the banners. There's some beautiful embroidered cloth, uh, sorry, cloths, beautiful embroidered cloths. There's you know, just some absolutely gorgeous artifacts and we've kept them all and hopefully we might put a few of them on display. But we thought it'd be nice to invite people to contribute sort of squares of cloth with either writing on it or embroider whatever, anger, love, whatever emotion they want to represent. And we're going to sort of stitch them together and this will sort of grow. So each place we go to, this sort of long banner that we can kind of roll up and take with us will develop and evolve and capture stories in the same way that um, Laurie explained about people coming together and having the opportunity to, to share stories. And in tandem with that, we were thinking it'd be nice to have a sound piece. So hopefully some of the cinemas might allow us a few minutes just to play a sound piece, which captures some of the stories that might not even be in the film, but audio yeah. of the sort of ended up on the cutting room floor as it were but to kind of bring that and make a sound piece with including those stories but also the uh, the sounds of the trees the nature around the trees and again sort of as the tour goes on that becomes more complex as more mm -hmm. 
and voices and sounds are kind of um, added. So it's a kind of um, flex, but with Laurie's help, <laughs> was on track and shaping our thinking about it. We we're hoping it'll be quite, you know. It sounds amazing. And I love the idea of using the audio and the sounds and it will be a beautiful meditation. You know, mm. so yeah, I think that's great. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll make that work. So um, just to talk a bit about the Happy Man Tree documentary, Katie, um, tell me how you got involved and 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 you showing up every day. Tell, tell me about the, the process of making the film. OK, well, the film came about, I was doing an MFA at University College London, uh, Master of Fine Arts, and I had it in my mind to make a film about a mountain. <laughs> it's quite near where I was brought up. And then lockdown happened. I couldn't travel. I wanted to defer my course because I just thought I can't do any projects. And then my tutor said, look, there's this uh, campaign suddenly started on my street. <laughs> a neighbour of Laurie's, obviously. You know, it's right up your street. Why don't you sort of come over? So I live quite nearby. So I cycled down, saw the tree, met Pete and Kay. They just started chalking circles on the floor, look up. And I just looked at this tree and I was just like, wow, this is what this is going to come down. It's it's insane. Um, and I think that was just replicated as I, as, as I met people around the tree and spoke to them. People were just kind of in awe and, and just couldn't comprehend why anybody would want to do that. So, so basically, it was made as part of an MA, no funding. I had hoped to bring an editor on board, but when I was given eye-watering quotes, <laughs> um, I kind of thought, look, I'll, I'll just do it myself, do it well enough to sort of hand in as part of my MA. But then I worked on it afterwards, and then we had a lovely screening where just the activists and the people involved came to watch it, and people responded so beautifully. To, you know, I was, I was very humbled, and I thought, wow, you know, I don't really care what anyone else thinks of it. You know, these people feel that their passion and their tenacity is truly represented, and I thought that was my job done. But basically, yeah, it was unfunded, and um, I called on a couple of favours to um, help me out with the sound design and the grading, so the colours sort of um, better than I, I would have been able to manage. Well, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. And I would never have known any of that if you hadn't told me. You know, to me, it's up there with any documentary that you would see on Netflix or whatever, you know, or in the cinema. You know, it really is a very successful film. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I suppose I was turning up every day. So it was made very much from the inside. You know, it was, I was sort of became part of the campaign, you know, got to know people still made friends and I still got friends so it was just a privilege I always see it as a privilege to be able to film people it's a gift somebody gives you the gift of trust when you film them you know it's not about signing you know release forms and obviously <laughs> I do all that check all the legal but you know it's not really about that it's it's you know do you have a relationship with someone you know why, why should they entrust you to 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 make a film and obviously some people were quite nervous about campaigning and for a lot of people it was um it was the first time they'd ever been involved in something like that so and uh, you know for some people it was and and for Pete in particular it became an unbelievable an, an unimaginable stress and a trauma with how the dastardly council chose to deal with 
the protesters, you know, which again is something that you'd have to see the documentary to believe what happened to how they singled out individuals for going to court and things, you know. So, um, yeah, I was very moved by his personal story. And then um, I just wanted to discuss as well with regards to the documentary, because I've said this to you before, but I really enjoyed your choice of narrator. So can you tell me about about, about her? Um, OK, so when I was making the film, lockdown had just lifted. So a lot of the because obviously there's a legal story that threads through this and that drama, if you like, happens uh, normally in sort of council spaces or, you know, but it, it was all on Zoom. So I, I couldn't kind of like reflect quite, you know, I couldn't kind of go to places and record things and meetings. And so I had to kind of come up with a way of stitching the story together, but I didn't want to do a very sort of, um, you know, explanatory, you know, description of what was happening. <laughs> so I quite like writing. So I, I just kind of put together something slightly rhyme in between rhyme, poetry and, and narration. And yeah, I just I just asked one of the campaigners who'd been in it from start to finish. She lived across the road. She's from there. She is just amazing. It's the first time she's done anything like that. And she, you know, she's postponing her wedding in order to, to you know, donate money to the crowd justice fund. And, you know, so dedicated, so passionate. So I thought, why would I bring, and I think she's got a lovely voice, but I thought, why, why would I kind of bring in an actor or someone to sort of speak the words? Or it's the kind of film where everything is sort of, grassroots it comes from inside although I have thought of a new name for that genre tree roots <laughs> um so it's a tree roots film but but yeah no it's just um yeah it, it just felt right to have her I chatted to her load she's a great friend and she was like yeah yeah I'll, I'll do that you know she's got three kids she's really busy she works but we found the time to do it yeah it was brilliant what's her name again Anne Anne Kidd yeah yeah I I, I thought that, yeah, definitely gave the film a sense of uniqueness and placing and specificity, but also when I, I find when filmmakers do that, it becomes more universal. Right. That's my, my experience, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, when someone's making a very small film about a province in China that you've never even heard or seen of and they keep it there, then, and then you relate to it more, if you know what I mean. Anyway, that's me waffling. Laurie, can I invite you to come back in and tell me about when you met Katie and when you first saw the film and what your reaction was to the film initially? Yeah, I think in general, like, <laughs> in general, the the thing that I found so amazing about the campaign in general and, and the film as well is, you know, I, I've grown up in London and... <laughs> and I'm quite hardened by it and and I and and have struggled at times really to understand where my community sits um, from Hackney's as well and I think there was something so immensely surprising and elevating at every step of this campaign that you know that sort of defied all the myths of of everything <laughs> that I had been taught growing up from the fact that two people just standing at a tree can mobilise a huge campaign that ends up on the news with no prior experience of activism, no prior experience of cam running campaigns, nothing, you know, and that out of that, this like incredible film is made. And, and I think at every stage, the whole, the whole, which is why I wanted to be a part of it, is that 
what we're really campaigning for is what everybody it feels like what everybody knows but is scared to feel <laughs> and that this is a way of gently moving people into a space where it's okay to feel and think about that and when I first saw the film <laughs> I had a really similar response like I couldn't you know I was there at the very early stages of the campaign with KMP and then sort of looked away for a second came back and this huge thing had happened you know and and through no real making of their own it was people picked up and ran with it and Katie for me was just one of those people who picked it up and ran with it but she did it in this like it was such authenticity to her craft and to her to her principles of how she wanted to make it even like just as you heard down to the um, person who chose to do the voiceover and I think there's an honesty to the filmmaking and there's just enough craft in there to pull it pull you along and like in 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 the sense that it's not over engineered you know there's like it really feels like something that has been made and put as Kate said born out from within it's not like trying to be too flashy it's it, it is it's like it feels like it bleeds um you know the happy man tree in it really <laughs> and it sort of has its grandeur of that and I think when I first saw it I was mainly amazed by the people's reactions people were like you know in all kinds of different states of motivated you know depressed excited you know all kinds of things as they left the left the film when I first saw it but I was just for me, it was just another way that the kind of magic of the tree and the campaign had just produced something fantastic again. And and it there's a feels feels like a kind of common theme really for people involved that when they make something, it, it tends to be pretty amazing. So yeah, I, I was incredibly impressed by it and also very excited to be working with Katie on anything else <laughs> of what she of what she oh. wants to do. So well, thank you so much, Dori Jo, and thank you, Katie McGann, for joining me on the Picture House podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you both. I'm so excited that this is happening at Picture House Cinemas. It's from November the 30th at Finsbury Park. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. And then it's going to go, there's going to be a few other cinemas throughout the UK, but it will be sort of monthly appearances, space by month, isn't it, between picture houses. Mm -hmm. to give yep. you a chance to roll out the campaign and let people join so yeah yeah, yeah. but i'll put details mm -hmm. in the, on the web page um, amazing thank yeah. you very much <laughs> thank <laughs> you thank you